the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Today, I want to talk about one of my personal favorites. I want to dedicate an hour because he's done so much for me. Everyone has their Buddhas or their gurus or their Christ-like figures. Everyone does. Mentors, whether it be your father, your mother, who guided you? In the world of finance, the person who guided me the most was Warren Buffett. And like a bratty teenager, I didn't like him when I was younger, but I really grew fond of him as I grew older. He's known as the Oracle of Omaha. He is my investment guru. He's one of the richest and most respected businessmen in the world. You've never heard a negative thing about him. He was born in Nebraska in 1930. You do the math how old he is. He's getting up there. I'm going to have a very, very sad day, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm taking the day off work when he does pass. He demonstrated a business abilities, keen business abilities that no one else has ever done. He figured out how to play Wall Street and understand Wall Street before anyone else really did. He formed a Buffett partnership in 1956, and by 1965, he had assumed control of Berkshire Hathaway, which is one of the greatest investments of all time. Thumping the stock market, giving you consistency. He buys the stocks for you, and you buy his stock. Overseeing the growth of a conglomerate with holdings in media, in insurance, in energy, in food and beverage industries. He's become one of the richest men and one of the most celebrated philanthropists on the planet. In 2006, at age 76, married his longtime companion, Astrid Meeks. 76 years old and getting married, that's some spit and fire. He previously married his first wife, Susan Thompson, from 1952, or in 1952, until her death in 2004. They had three children, Susan, Howard, and Peter. He is not expected to leave a massive inheritance to any of his kids. They've all done well. They've all had a great father. They've all had great funding. Um, he works with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to basically give away most of his almost $100 billion of wealth. That's pretty impressive. Say what you will about Wall Street. Say what you will about stock people. But Bill Gates and uh, Warren Buffett developed a friendship and they play bridge together. I think that's kind of cool. I don't play bridge, but when I'm 60, I'd love to have an 80-year-old friend who plays bridge or something like that. I don't really know what that means. There was a a book called Graham and Dodd uh, basically talking about investing that he basically studied with. And what Graham was all about was finding companies that were undervalued. And that's how Warren Buffett became a millionaire. Buffett valued a textile company um, named Berkshire Hathaway. And that's how he got the name Berkshire Hathaway. It's not called Buffett and Sons or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, The Oracle of Omaha has bought media assets in the past, like the Washington Post, like Geico, like Exxon. Some of the positions he stayed in for life and some of the positions he exited. He has made mistakes. He's also had big winners over time. Names like Coca-Cola, Gillette, Graham Holdings. How did he get so smart? Well, he went to the University of Pennsylvania. I'm going to talk all about Buffett. I'm going to go over some of his favorite quotes and go over some of his favorite holdings. And if you don't learn something today about investing, I made a mistake. So he went to the University of Pennsylvania at age 16 to study business. Stop and think about that for a second. When most kids are popping pimples, he's studying business. Moved to the University of Nebraska to finish up his degree and emerged from college at age 20. 
with nearly $10,000 from his childhood business. You know, I told you about Graham and Dodd. Uh, they did a book, uh, Graham's book, 1949, was a book called The Intelligent Investor. I don't recommend you read it. It's brutal. You almost need a, a degree in finance to understand it. But um, he studied under economist Benjamin Graham. That's a pretty good mentor for him. Buffett made an announcement that he would be giving away his entire fortune to charity, committing 85% of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It's one of the largest acts, or it is the largest act, of charitable giving in the United States history. I'm sure it'll get passed at some point in time, but it's part of that giving pledge. And um, I think Bill Gates does a wonderful job. You may not have liked him as the CEO and the founder of Microsoft because Microsoft did some pretty heinous things, but he's an amazing philanthropist. But that's for another show. Um, Buffett famously still has the house that he bought in Omaha, and he also has a house in California. And he is keenly aware that he pays sometimes less in percentages of taxes on his income than his secretary does. So he's got a very humanistic side. Is humanistic a word? He's filled with humanity. He's got an amazing understanding and empathy of others. He's made mistakes. I would say TWA in the 1970s really burned him on airlines, and it took him 30 years to get back into investing in, uh, maybe 40 years, 30-ish, to get back into investing in airlines because the airlines didn't have their business model together. But he once bought TWA, and uh, probably the biggest mistake he ever made. Uh, he wrote IBM up, and he wrote it down a little bit too far, but he's made mistakes. Um, he owns massive, massive positions in, in so many companies. And like a company like Geico, one of the things that I liked about him buying Geico was he kind of figured it out. You don't need insurance people. You don't need the middleman. You need a call center. You need volume, 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 and low cost. In 2018, he started a healthcare venture. And I think we could all agree, healthcare is a problem in the United States. He partnered with J.P. Morgan and Amazon. Amazon is a huge employer. J.P. Morgan is a huge employer. And all the companies that Berkshire Hathaway have is a huge employer. So when you buy Berkshire Hathaway, the stock, you're buying, you know, 40 plus companies inside of it. Some of them are incredibly inane and dull, like steel companies. But the whole idea of wanting to change and wanting to give people better health care is important. As I was walking into work today, there used to be a company downstairs, uh, Fidelity Title. So they did title research on your home. They're being replaced by a healthcare company. Everywhere I turn, a lot of companies that used to have um, presences in malls, strip malls sometimes, sometimes big malls, they're being replaced with healthcare companies like the Sutter Health and such. Um, Warren Buffett is called the swelling cost of healthcare a hungry tapeworm on the American economy. If that's not a hallelujah moment for you that he gets it on so many more levels than just stocks, I don't know what's wrong with you. Our healthcare costs are out of control and they basically put people in bad financial uh, situations. More often than not, his father, Howard, worked as a stockbroker and served as a U.S. congressman. His mother was a homemaker. Buffett was the second of three children, the only boy. He demonstrated a knack for financial and business matters early in his life. His friends basically saw him as a mathematical prodigy who could add large columns of numbers in his head, a talent he still can demonstrate today. I know a guy who you can say, what is 4,276 times 1,932? And he could do the number like, boom, it's a skill. He was running his own business as a paperboy at age 13. He was selling his horse racing tip sheet. So he always had a hustle. More on Warren Buffett, his quotes, and his companies coming up. You can find a downloadable at newfocusfinancial.com on Warren Buffett's top 25 quotes.
I'm Rob Black. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Talking about my favorite, Warren Buffet. He's got a buffet of knowledge in the vesting world. I was talking a little bit about his childhood when we last left off. And trust me, this is going to get more interesting. But one of the things he did as a kid, he bought a pinball machine. $25, a used pinball machine, and he put it in a barber shop. And within a few months, the profits enabled him to buy other pinball machines. Is that not cool? Is that not the teenager you want your kid to be? And then he sold his business of pinball machines to someone else for $1,200. That's awesome. So I'm a big fan of Warren Buffet, and he's taught me more in investing through the years than anyone else. It's okay to hold a company for life. We'll talk about some of his quotes. I've put his quotes on a document, a PDF. Top 25 quotes of, that I like of Warren Buffett. You can find it at newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com, and download it. I highly recommend. One of the things that Warren Buffett does is he's incredibly quotable. One of the richest men in the world. You know, remember like Michael Jordan? There was an ad campaign, Be Like Mike. If you want to be the greatest basketball player of all time, the, the GOAT. Well, the GOAT of investing is Warren Buffett. And if you want to be like Warren Buffett, he's got a lot out there. In quotes and digestibles that you can really understand and get better at it. For instance, we have some audio on him here. Let's listen to a little bit of audio. He's, he's you know, he bats 350. I mean, you can say, well, he, he didn't hit 650, but 350 is terrific. It's the same way in philanthropy. You don't want to, you don't want to, fo- you want to do it intelligently. You want to focus. If you have the funds, you want to focus on big things, but you don't want to focus on sure things. You know, because you won't be accomplishing anything. Therefore, you should not get discouraged about the fact that. One out of five, two out of five, or maybe four out of five don't work out the way you want. If one out of five does, you know, and you change millions of lives, you, you should feel very good about what you've done. I don't think one of his quotes that I love, and I'm not going to get a tattoo of it, but it's that kind of good is I just knew what do you just know? Your answer is what you should do. Do what you know. And to further that, he says, I've never swung at a ball while it's still in the pitcher's glove. But he just talked a little bit about Alex Rodriguez and baseball. It's a recurring theme with him. He loves baseball. He uses a lot of baseball analogies to basically drive concepts of something you understand into your brain. Basically, I've never swung in a ball while it's still in a pitcher's glove means buying unproven companies with little history or lack of consistency is a sure way to get out. He likes companies that he can hit, not the ones that are impossible for him to reach. He can't hit a ball while it's in a pitcher's glove. So I've never swung in a ball while it's still in the pitcher's glove. That's pretty, pretty philosophical. But when you start thinking about it, when he says... You got to look for history. You got to look for consistency. You got to, you know, a sure way to do this. He's not getting into things that he doesn't understand. He missed a lot of the 1990s.com run up because he didn't understand it. And then way, 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 way later, he bought a company called Apple. He didn't get the thousand percent returns. He got the hundred percent return. And he's more than willing to leave money on the table. Next quote that I like of him is think for yourself. And his quote tied towards that. That's the philosophical interpretation. His quote tied towards it was, never ask a barber if you need a haircut. <laughs> Is that fair? Bald man can walk into a, a, a hair salon, into a barber shop, and, and the barber will go, hey, sit on down there, sonny. You got to think for yourself. You got to know what you need and what you don't need. Getting advice from brokers and financial advisors is okay up to a certain point. But if it gets to the point where you buy into someone else's thinking and reasoning, you've lost it. I can give you a personal example of that was back in the 2000s. Um, in the late 90s, tech companies were hot. They were the rage. And people would get into stocks they don't know. I remember one person bought into a company called Excited Home at 60. And I owned it from like 5 to 60. 
because I talked about it on radio, she assumed I can still buy it. It's still good. She never checked with me. She didn't think for herself. She just heard it on a radio show. So she calls me, and I, I got to pull the CD on this because it's, it's one of my greatest um, clips, and I have it. And she goes, what do you think about Excited Home? And my producer got really savvy, and he turned down her mic so she couldn't hear me. And she turned up my mic, and I go, son. It was going, it was going 60, it went to 50, it went to 40, it went to 30, it went to 20, it went to 15. And I was like, sell, 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 sell it. She goes, what do you think about Excite? I go, sell it. And she couldn't hear me. It was hilarious radio. I don't know what's translating as well right now. Um, but it was a thing that she didn't know what the heck she was buying. She was buying because she heard it on a radio show. And that's no bueno. Um, you got to know and you got to think for yourself. You're not a robot. Next quote up on Warren Buffett. And again, the last thing I want to say about that, you got to think for yourself. You can't really follow. You can't go with the church of what's working now. Like, I think Jim Cramer's cute. I think he's like a cute little monkey, a, a monkey with symbols. I love monkeys who play symbols, but I would never, ever buy a stock from a monkey who plays symbols. And you'll see him on his great fast Cramer, fast money, lightning round stuff. Uh-uh, uh-uh. It's entertainment. It's not investment advice. In my opinion, he can't possibly know everything there is to know about 12,000 stocks. Can't do it. Warren Buffett once said, it's only when the tide goes out that you learn who has been swimming naked. What do you think that means? You know, when I go, happy days are here again. The skies are blue above again. Da, 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 da. When the stock market's hitting a high and everything's good, everyone looks smart. Every decision looks great. Again, personal aside, uh, I remember in the 90s, someone gave me 10000 I had to like, I was managing $250,000 for him. And we had turned that two hundred fifty into 500000 in like two years. And at one point in time, he comes up to me and goes, if I give you another 10000 he can turn it into 20000 next three months. I'm like, you're fired. He didn't get that there's going to be a bad moment. He didn't get that it's not magical. He didn't get that it's not a lottery. So things may look good and rosy up to a certain point, but a company can be too leveraged and a stock market can be overbought. And when a company has to deleverage, it's painful. And when a stock market has to correct, it can be, it can feel painful. Remember, it's only paper. But there was a company called Enron, which they were buying and selling energy. And if you remember the California blackouts in 2000, the rolling blackouts, it was surreal. In the middle of the day, whole blocks in San Francisco would turn the power off. And like, but I'm at work. And well, we don't have enough energy. So California would say, well, we'll buy energy from Enron. And Enron was doing some funny accounting and it was almost impossible to find because they would make partnerships. A lot like WorldCom did the same thing. Where they would say, well, if you buy $100,000 of telecom services or energy service from us, we'll give you $100,000 for computer services or something like that. So it was a lot of bartering, but not a lot of revenue, but it was tough to see. So when Enron finally had a problem, they went to zero. It was over leveraged and you could have seen it on the financials. There's one thing on financials that do not lie. There's one thing on your, your bank statements that your taxes, it's cash. If you look at a financial statement... Cash doesn't lie. You can lie about uh, how much you make. You can say, I gave money to charity. You can embellish a lot of things on, on tax write-offs and losses. Can't lie on cash. And if you looked at Enron, it was burning cash. So again, that last quote there was, it's only when the tide goes out that you learn who's been swimming naked. Talking to Warren Buffett, you can find these Warren Buffett quotes that I'm talking about at newfocusfinancial.com. You can download a version of it. I highly recommend uh, you uh, just hit newfocusfinancial.com and hit Warren Buffett resources. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So that's 
Warren Buffett talking a little bit about playing basketball with LeBron James in a very humorous fashion. He basically, again, put a sports analogy into place that he can't play with with LeBron. But LeBron can't do what he does with math and investing. It's worthy of note. Kind of know your lane, if you know what I'm saying. One of the quotes that I really like about Warren Buffett, I'm talking about my hero today, Warren Buffett. And when he passes, I'll probably play there goes my hero. I'm going to be really sad. When I started, I was cocky and I was arrogant. I was like, I'm better than him. And I can tell you, no one's better than Warren Buffett. He may make some mistakes, but they are few and far between. He thumps the stock market over 10, 20, over 30 year period. He once threw down a million dollar bet with a cocky, arrogant um, hedge fund guy. He said, 10 years of the S&P 500 versus 10 years of your fund. 10 years, let's see who wins. Hedge fund took the bet. Hedge fund lost the bet. Hedge fund gets paid hundreds and millions of dollars to be smart, to be better than the market, to be better than you, to be kind of arrogant, to sell the business. And a boring old index beat him. Gotta love that old man buffet. Um, someone, okay, Warren Buffett, quote, someone is sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. Simply, investing is a lifelong journey, right? Now, I live on a street where I, I swear they're cutting down trees. Like they're cutting down 10 year old, 20 year old, 30 year old, 40 year old trees quickly. And that's not a good thing. Now, again, that's, that's the environmentalist of me. And I'm, trust me, I'm not much of an environmentalist. I'm an investor, but Rome wasn't built in a day. And you really got to think long-term Rome was built brick by brick. The tree was planted a long time ago and I've got some lime trees, lemon trees, orange trees, and they all bear fruit. That's like a literal, right? But it takes a long it takes a long process. I water them basically weekly. I take care of them. Investing is a lifelong process. And there's a lot of ways that you can learn a lot about it on the way. Isaac Newton once said, if I've seen further than others, it's by standing on the shoulders of giants. Kind of similar and yet different. Kind of you kind of get the idea. Onward and upward with more Warren Buffett. And I've got a great list of 25 quotes at newfocusfinancial.com. It's downloadable. There's like 10 downloadables. There's one on income and retirement. All at newfocusfinancial.com. You can go right now and get it. Um, Quote by Warren Buffett. If we can't find things within our circle of competence, we don't expand the circle. We'll wait. Wow. How many times have you rushed into a poor decision on technology? Like you got the Apple One Watch only to learn the Apple Two was much better. Or you got the Apple Four phone only to learn the Apple Five was an evolution above it. Or a revolution versus an evolution. How many times have you rushed into, into things and you're like, well, that's an expensive piece of junk. I got a Palm Pilot in my office. Before it was integrated with a phone, it was just something, it was a device that you could hook into your computer, you could download information. It wasn't very functional, but it was cool. And I want it to be tech cool. Patience is a virtue. Being able to sit and wait is a strength. I've got a friend who's got, you know, $200,000. He's like, what should I do with my $200,000? What should I do with my $200,000? I was like, write down a plan and wait. Strengthen your core competencies, is my opinion. Uh, don't try to be a jack of all trades. Don't try to move from one investment to the next investment. Don't try to move from a healthcare stock to a financial stock. To build a profitable portfolio, you only need a few solid ideas a year. Only a few solid ideas a year. There's really no need to trade 40 to 50 times a month. And guess which way the stock is going to move? It's a lot of work. There was a point in time where I did a lot more trading. I was very, very good at it. And I'll tell you what, my life improved when I went more long-term. There's a Buffett quote, something about pretend you only have, you have a punch card with 20, 20 punches. If you treat investing that way, you're going to make much better decisions. And if you treat it like, well, I can buy and sell. Well, I can buy and sell. Well, I can buy and sell. Well, I can get out of that. I can get into this. I'm not good. Trust me, the greatest of all time is telling you, be patient. Fishing. I don't fish, but fishing teaches you a lot about waiting. It's a lot about patience. I think most fisher people 
fishermen, fisherwomen, fisheries, fishermenses. I think most people who fish will tell you that it's kind of about sitting on a lake all day long, enjoying the beauty, popping open a beer, having a little bit of conversation. No nibble here, you move over there. No nibble there, you move over here. Then you come up with an idea. I wonder if the fish like the sun today. Let's go in the sun and see if they're, they're like basking in the sun. That doesn't work, so you go in the shade. You kind of figure it out. It's all about waiting. And then if you get one fish a day, you're like, it's a golden bounty. It's all that in a bucket of chicken. It's all worth it. For the record, I've never caught a fish in my life. I went fishing two times as a kid, and it grossed me out to put a worm on a hook. I just felt bad for the worm. <laughs> oh, another Warren Buffett quote that I really like is, no matter how great the talent or efforts, some things just take time. You can't produce a baby in one month by getting nine women pregnant. <laughs> Let's have fun with that one. You can't produce a baby in one month by getting nine women pregnant. Some things just take time. All things good come with time. Compounding is a subject mastered by Buffett. The quote talks about investing in business and letting the eggs hatch in due time. There's something to be said about letting your investment grow from millions to billions. Companies that take a long time to blossom, so it's it's pointless to expect immediate results. Um, I can give you a good example of that, where $2,000 after a year of the stock market gains becomes $2,160. So you just got $160 of babies. But in seven years, that $2,000 will be $4,000. In 14 years, that $4,000 will be $8,000. In 21, that $8,000 will be $16,000. And you didn't have to do anything else. So two becomes four, four becomes eight, eight becomes 16, 16 becomes 32, 32 becomes 64, 64 becomes 128000 All in your lifetime, if you start early enough, you got to give it 40 years for $2,000 to become over $100,000, but it will. But it, again, it's all about making babies, right? <laughs> no, it's not all about making babies. What wrong with you, Mr. Black? Um, fair, fair. So, but you can't produce a baby. You can't produce a baby in one month by getting nine women pregnant. I like that quote. I like that quote a lot. And even companies take a long time. Take a look at Apple. They're worth, or Microsoft, or Amazon. They didn't become worth a trillion dollars in one day. It was a long road to grow, and they compounded and they leveraged part of their business. So, one of the genius things that Amazon did was they didn't just sell books. They started selling space on the internet through Amazon Web Services because they needed space. It's like if you own a business, why not buy a, uh, a condo to put your business in? Then you could pay yourself rent. Next Warren Buffett quote, if calculus or algebra were required to be a great investor, I'd have to go back to delivering newspapers. It's pretty good. You don't have to be a genius to invest. All you need to know is simple math to be able to invest. Addition, subtraction, division, multiplication. That's it. You don't need algebra. You don't need calculus. You don't need geometry. Modern finance theories are useful for economists, but for the rest of us, it only complicates simple ideas. Simple math, common sense, emotional stability, all you need to be awesome. Find great companies. Warren Buffett once said something along the lines of, um, don't be price sensitive, be company sensitive. So to give you an example, yesterday I was talking to someone about, they're like, well, what do you think about buying in Shopify? Or what do you think about buying this next.com that delivers pet food or this next blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Okay, you want me to invest in something that you have to go and buy, right? Or maybe you have a subscription to it, like a Spotify or an Apple Music. I'm like, can I make it simpler for you? Go out and buy Microsoft, uh, MasterCard or Visa. Because every time you go shopping, you typically use a MasterCard or Visa. And they get a piece of the action. Every time you pay your gas bill online, you typically do it through a credit card or a debit card. And Microsoft, uh, Mac, why do I keep saying Microsoft? MasterCard or Visa gets a piece of the action. I'm not saying that's the only investment that you need to have because maybe something happens. Maybe Venmo or PayPal or someone disrupts them. Maybe Doggy Coin or Bitcoin or something disrupts them. But I'll tell you what, 
if you look at the world today and you think about how many billions of people are going to buy a donut or a cup of coffee and they're going to swipe a card. You got to own some, you know, keep it pretty simple here. You don't have to like get super complicated. You need common sense, simple math, emotional stability. Stay within your purview. Don't get out, don't get out of your lane. Invest in what you know. One more quickie. And I'll only start this one. You can't make a good deal with a bad person. Try to only work with good people. Buffett is regularly approached by people and businesses to do businesses and partnerships. Um, you got to work with good people. Super important, whether it's your own company, whether it's people you do business with. Um, don't work with the slicky boys. You can find the Warren Buffett quotes at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. You can download it. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking Warren Buffett. He's my favorite investor of all time. A couple of his holdings that I'm looking at, and tell me if these aren't iconic when you hear them, names like Visa, U.S. Bank Corp, UPS, United Airlines, Cirrus XM Satellite Holdings. Um, all of them have like very little competition. All of them are brand names. Teva Pharmaceuticals. You know what Teva Pharmaceuticals makes? Generic medicines. They don't have the scientists who go out there and go, ah, Eureka, we found this compound that's going to grow hair on someone's head. What they do is when it comes off patent, they manufacture it and they sell a cheaper version of it. Procter & Gamble. Moody's Corporation, MasterCard, Southwest Airlines. Um, and when I say he owns Cirrus, he also owns Liberty Media, who owns a lot of Cirrus. And there's not a lot of competition in that business model at this point in time. Uh, Johnson & Johnson, Coca-Cola, huge mistake, Kraft Heinz, huge mistake. He's one who say will say, I made a mistake. Names like DeVita. You do kidney dialysis and you're one of two players in the United States who does that. And you see how Americans are suffering from kidney disease on a regular basis. So he's the greatest of all time. He owns Apple. He owns Amazon. I know you're saying, isn't he 88 years plus years old? Uh-huh. That's pretty savvy in my book. So I have a list of quotes from him. Top 25 quotes at newfocusfinancial.com. You can go download it. Give it to your kid. Try to read through it. It's pretty digestible. Be fearful when others are greedy. Be greedy when others are fearful. Hey, when the stock market down, that's the best time to get a deal. I jokingly say the guy who made me the most money in Wall Street was Saddam Hussein. When he invaded once, the market went down. When he invaded a second time a country, the market went down. When he got caught, I'm like, please let him escape. Someone leave the cell open in the middle of the night. Let him escape. Because I, I literally made... An extra 30% that year because of him. Now, obviously, I kid, but the next great stock market correction, it's the greatest day of my life. Right now, it's difficult when markets are hitting all-time highs. Price is what you pay. Value is what you get. Totally agree. I've got a friend who's got a McLaren. $200,000 plus vehicle. Think about the taxes on that that he paid in California just to buy it. It will make you want to vomit when you start thinking about sales tax is 10%. dollars $200,000. And in five years, the car will be depreciated almost to nothing. It is a trap. It's a value trap. No, it's not a value trap. It's a materialistic trap. So I question, once you have a McLaren, and let's say you're 45 years old, what do you get after that? Like a Yugo, a Chevette? <laughs> what do you get? Like, what's your next step? Whatever it is, it, it's not going to look good on you. Warren Buffett, quote, the fact that people will be full of greed, fear, or folly is predictable. The sequence is not predictable. People will be full of greed, or fear, or folly. But we don't know what, what direction that's going to be. Interesting. If a business does well, the stock eventually follows. Absolutely. Hallelujah. So one thing that Apple does is they, they make good product. And the moment they, when they, and trust me, they have some duds. Some of their laptops are, are horrific. But their watch, they didn't quite get right on the first trip. But by the second, third, or fourth, they did. 
Their phone, if you look at the first one, was a brick. Um, but they're all about quality. They're all about imaging. So if a business does well, the stock will eventually follow. I totally agree with that. Um, if you look at my core holdings in my portfolio, I'm pretty proud of them. Um, they're great businesses. I'm not worried about price. I'm worried about business. Beauty is my business. Um, let's move on with another uh, philosophical quote. Buffett once said, I never attempt to make money on the stock market. I buy on the assumption that I could, that they could close the stock market the next day and it won't reopen for five years. And he's basically saying, use price as a tool, not as an indicator. Stock price does not indicate anything inside of business. Look for strong businesses that let you sleep at night and not worry about what you invested in. You know, he owns Geico. Geico is an insurance company. Do you know how insurance companies work? Well, first and foremost, it's all about math and actuaries. And they know that out of 100 people, three of them are going to get in a wreck. So they're going to make the money on the 97 that don't. And they're going to probably lose some money on the three that do. And the three that do, they're going to raise premiums on. Now, here's the beauty of it. They know X amount of people are getting in a wreck. There's statistics, right? X amount of times and X amount of lifetime. Like, you're going to be in two and a half car accidents in your lifetime. That was a statistic that hit me when I was like 25 years old. I got into a car wreck and uh, a person said to me, well, you only got one and a half left to go. I'm like, okay, that's pretty good to know. And it's actually played out kind of like that. So it's all about math. If you don't pay your bill at Geico, guess what they do? They cut you off. And they figure out who the bad drivers are that they raise rates on. And they, you know, the deductibles are kind of where the magic works as well. Or how about his business when he was buying Bic razors? Um, every day, whiskers grow on men. And every day, men use uh, razors to, to shave. Right? It's not that much. I mean, he's in the cartridge business, not necessarily in the razor business. He wants the refills. So I'm a big Warren Buffett fan. The stock market is no, is, uh, he said, the stock market is a no called strike game. You don't have to swing at everything. You can wait for your pitch. The problem when you are a money manager is that your fans keep yelling, swing, you bum, swing. You don't have to buy something today. You can wait. Just because your stock is at an all time high, you can wait, or you can dollar cost average, or you can scale into it. There's so many ways to play. Buffett is the greatest of all time. Go get the downloadable at newfocusfinancial.com. It's the top 25 quotes. Read through it. Drop me an email. Give me your favorite. Investing is a no-strike game. You don't have to swing. That's the beauty of it. And yet it creates more wealth than anything else on the planet. I love you, Warren Buffett. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.